Hello, it's Ed Gamble here from the Off Menu podcast that you're currently listening to. I am on tour now. The show is called Hot Diggity Dog. Make sure you go and get yourself a ticket. I'm probably coming to a town near you if you live in the UK and Ireland. And Ireland, Dublin and Belfast. Do go to edgamble.co.uk, buy yourself a ticket, and I'll see you for an evening of Hot Diggity Dog. Hot Diggity Dog! Thank you, James. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast, warming the kernels of chat and popping them into the corn of good times. It's a food podcast. I'm Ed Gamble. Hello, James. Hello, James Acaster here. Ed, I think you got there in the end there. Oh, we got there in the end. The thing is, I, I, I thought, yes, the kernels of, the kernels of conversation, mm. and then I hadn't thought about the second half and what you would actually say. Yes. Well, really... Yeah. You know, you've embarrassed yourself because everyone knows that kernels uh, come from mustard. Hmm? Colonel Mustard. <laughs> so, explain what the podcast is, James. We, we have a guest on and we're going to ask them their favourite ever starter, main course, dessert, side dish and drink. And this week's guest is... Andy, Andy Oliver. Oliver. Andy Oliver, uh, she's a chef. She's a brilliant broadcaster. Uh, she was a musician uh, yes. in her early career. Uh, she's done loads of amazing stuff. Uh, so very we're very excited, excited uh, to welcome her on to Love the having a chef on. Love having a chef on. Love having a chef on indeed. I'm sure she's got some great dishes up her sleeve. Uh, but unfortunately, if Andy Oliver says a secret ingredient, which we will now say, uh, if she says that, she's, she's out on her ear, mate. Bye, oh, Andy. Oh, boy. And this week's secret ingredient is... Tin salmon. Salmon. Tin salmon. No, thank you. Uh, I once did a labouring job for two weeks, uh, mm-hmm. the only time I've done any uh, yes. physical work in my life. I was say, that was uh, news to me. <laughs> yes. Uh, two weeks uh, with a man called Paul, uh, mm-hmm. and he uh, would, uh, every day for lunch, uh, if it was raining, we'd have to sit in his van and eat lunch, uh, mm-hmm. and he would eat a tin of salmon with a teaspoon. Oh, boy, Paul. That doesn't, it doesn't sound smell- nice. It doesn't smell good. It clearly doesn't taste nice. It's not good food. So every if Andy day. Oliver's every day, mate, he had a dod- he had a dodgy ticker, and he was told eat lots of fish. Right. Uh, but I don't think they meant out the tin in a van. No. Um, so if she says tin salmon, she's yeah. gone. But for now, let's listen to the off-menu menu of Andy, Andy Oliver. Oliver. Welcome, Andy Oliver, to the Dream Restaurant. Hello, lovely. Welcome, Andy Oliver, to the Dream Restaurant. We've been expecting you for some time. So that's very high tech around here, isn't it? That yes, was, thank that you. Was, that was very impressive. It's like that, uh, <laughs> that dude who used to do hip hop on Radio One, whose name I can't remember. Westwood, Tim Westwood. Yeah, that was very Tim Westwood. <laughs> 
Yeah, I am let's, the Tim uh, Westwood of genies, and everyone's always said that. Let's play down the Westwood chat. <laughs> oh, is that <laughs> something happened? Let's, let's dial down the Westwood chat very much. Uh... <laughs> I'm not on social media anymore, so I don't know what's going on. I am not Ma- the Tim Westwood of genies. <laughs> You're not. No, you really don't want to be, trust me. How are you, boys? Yeah, good, thank you. Good, How are you? Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of great, actually. I'm having, I've been very busy throughout this. You know, through the whole lockdown scenario, mm. everybody's like, oh, I'm a bit bored. I'm like, are oh, you? Because I haven't stopped. I'm literally exhausted. I've been recording from home, making weird internet uh, cooking shows with my daughter, having a very funny time. Forcing her, actually. When I say making, I mean forcing her to make <laughs> internet uh, tea, a, tea, a cooking show with me called What's for Dinner, Mummy? Which yes. I made her say. I make her say it every time. And she, she gets really irritated. I go, she tries to start. I go, no, no, no. What are you going to call it? She goes, What's for Dinner, Mummy? I mean, all I can do is keep myself amused. Do you know what I mean? I mean, that is very funny. I, I, yeah. I, I, I don't have kids, but I, I kind of want to have kids now just to make them do that. Just yeah. to torture them. That is what they're for. Yeah. No, nobody ring in and complain about that because it's just true, so leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> no complaints. It's about torturing your kids. And what sort of things have been for dinner on What's for Dinner, Mummy? Oh, um, uh, what was the first thing? Uh, we did an Escovitch uh, fish, which is uh, quite... In- Escovitch is quite interesting, actually, because at the moment I've been... I'm sort of researching old heritage Caribbean recipes, and it is quite interesting interesting because the Caribbean is one of those places where so many different uh, colonials have been through and left their kind of DNA in all the food. So there's food from Portugal, India, there's Chinese, there's, you know, African, there's uh, English, there's Italian, there's Spanish, there's French, everything running through it. And Escovitch is one of those things that's kind of got a bit of Portuguese, it's got a bit of African. It's like, it's a, in, in Portugal, they call it Escabeche. And it's a basically a sort of fried fish with a sort of pickle. So, and in the Caribbean, you sort mm. of make a seasoned flour, you make it really crisp, and then you do a Scotch bonnet pickle. But I do a like roasted Scotch bonnet pickle on the top, and it's really delicious. And we do a little turmeric golden broth with it. It's very pretty. So and are you making pickle. that in your kitchen, and yeah. your daughter's making that in a different kitchen? No, no, no. She was here with us for like four weeks. Love, lucky girl. She was here with us for four <laughs> weeks. I mean, she lives opposite us. So then we made her uh, her house into our. So we made it one house so she could go home, basically, and escape. You built her, across her the road. No, she, she she lives across the road. Um, and then her flat moves you out. So we made it into one house so she could go home. So me and her started going over there. So we had two flats basically. Mm-hmm. As and one when flat. when you're not yeah. filming, what's for dinner, mummy? Do you make yeah. her do that for the other meals as well? What's for breakfast, mummy? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I might start. That's a really good <laughs> idea. I like it. Have you considered during lockdown maybe building from your roof to your daughter's roof a bridge that goes over the no, the, the no. road and, and you I can mean, walk through it like a service? Yeah, you know, the services when the services are, are lived together. <laughs> I hate it when they do that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, when, when you get all excited about it, there's yeah. the Marks and Spencers at the services and it yeah. turns out you've got to walk and across go, a bridge. It's on the other side of the road. I think that's bang out of order. I'm really yeah. sorry. They need, to, they need to warn you of that before you pull in. Yeah, yeah. They need Men- to say there Men- is a Marks and Spencers, but you have to cross this really weird, creepy bridge to get to it. <laughs> I think they should tell you that before it happens. Seriously. Men- mentioning no names, yeah. Fleet. <laughs> fleet, fleet, it's fleet. That's exactly uh, where it happens. Boo, boo, <laughs> boo to fleet. The weird, creepy bridge.
We always start with still or sparkling water on this podcast. Uh, still. There you go, that was Straight easy. Straight in, still, no messing still. around. Well, I like sparkling water, but only on certain occasions. <laughs> I'm not even sure what those occasions are. But with dinner, I like a nice glass of... Uh, not too cold. I'm very weird about things that are too over-refrigerated. I like mm-hmm. things I like things with a little, a slight chill on them, but I don't want it ice. You know, we, we, it's England. Or is it? Can my dream restaurant be anywhere I like? Joe, you know what? It can. Okay, so maybe I'll have it a little colder then. <laughs> because I think I'll have the restaurant. Can I situate my restaurant to yep. start off? Yeah, for sure. So I'm going to situate the restaurant on Pigeon Beach, which is in Antigua, which is where my family come from. And it's where my cousin used to have a beach bar before one of the hurricanes uh, got rid of that sadly uh but she used to have this really fabulous beach bar and just ice cold beer brilliant barbecue so that's where we're starting off gentlemen we're starting off on pigeon pigeon point it's called actually i'd love to go to pigeon point it's nice it's nice got a little jetty (laughs) why is it called pigeon point is there because is it because there's loads of pigeons there like weird like accusatory pigeons pointing at you no there are, there are no there are no pigeons i've got no idea i don't think i've ever seen any pigeons in antigua i don't know if we've got any uh, who knows some weird english person probably called it that when they went there there's nelson's dockyard there's english harbour and there's pigeon point so it feels a bit oh English-y, so it was just it? it was just one person who'd been to trafalgar square then went over to antigua <laughs> Like, yeah. what, what am I going to call all this stuff? <laughs> this is called yeah. National Gallery Way. <laughs> Here we are on Big Lion Street. <laughs> so we've Lovely. got, yeah. we've got chill, chilled still water chilled still on Pigeon, water. Pigeon Point Beach. Also, yes. should I have said still or sparkling water mummy? <laughs> No, because that is a bit creepy. Because yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not my mummy. I, I mean, know, I'm not your mummy. I know it <laughs> no, sounds a bit not. creepy, Andy, and yeah. you just said it sounds a bit creepy, but do yeah. bear in mind, I know James, and for every course uh, from now on, he will be he will be saying mummy. <laughs> I will try okay. not to, but it might be a slip of the tongue. It might be a slip of the tongue, and you might not be able to help it. OK, fine. Luckily, we're not in the same room, so I can avoid you being too weird. No. Luckily, we're not passing each other on a creepy service station. On a creepy station. <laughs> and you said, go, what's a dinner, What mummy? water would you like, mummy? <laughs> that, that I, think, I think we can all agree the worst time to hear what's for dinner, mummy, from a stranger <laughs> is on a creepy service station bridge. <laughs> oh, that's awful. or bread, mummy! Pop-a-dums or bread! <laughs> Poppadoms. <laughs> Poppadoms, I think I like, an, I like a nice... Cri- because the problem with bread is that it's too delicious and mm-hmm. you can eat too much before the dinner and then next thing you know, you're too full. So poppadoms are great because you can, you can have at them and they don't uh, ruin the rest of your meal. I love a poppadom. Who doesn't want a nice snap? Yeah. You know what I mean? Crack, snap, snap, crackle, pop, whatever. Um, I love, I love a, I love a poppadom. I like the ones with uh, little caraway seeds in them and stuff. Mm. Yummy, scrummy. Yes, please. We'll have that. And the, and the, and that means then I'm going to have a little, uh, a little fresh mango chow, which is like a Caribbean version of a chutney, like little pickle, like pick mango with a little chili and a little fresh coriander with some lime on it. I guess you don't... Also, if you're sitting on a beach in the Caribbean, the last thing yeah. you want is loads of bread, right? You never feel like... 
It's not, you don't think you might have, too heavily oh, I don't know. There's, there's this, uh, they make this, there's a bread in the Caribbean called cocoa bread. That mm. I actually, that it's just the most delicious bread. It's hot just out of the oven, cocoa bread with just slathered in loads of butter. I mean, you know, frankly, any hot bread slathered in loads of butter is, is generally a good thing in one's life, right? Hot cocoa bread just come out of the mm. oven. And there's another one that they make in Antigua. It's like a sweet bread that they plait. Looks a bit like a challah, you know, that Jewish challah bread. Uh, looks a bit like that, yeah. and it's slightly sweet like that. It's what they call an enriched dough. And uh, any of that hot and buttered is a great thing. But you literally, once you've eaten that, it's going to swell up inside and there's no room for the other fabulous things. So we're going to stick with the poppadoms. Well, also, if, if you're on... That's what happens with pigeons, right? You cut, if you feed them bread and then give them sparkling water, then they puff up and explode. <laughs> I thought yeah. you were going to say, if you eat too many <laughs> yeah. pigeons, you can't eat the rest of your dinner, which is that's also the problem. true. Yeah. Also so, true, but they're, and they're very, I don't like pigeons. I have a question about co- cocoa bread. Yeah. Ed, can you guess oh. what my question's going to be about cocoa bread? Is it uh, chocolate? I, is it chocolate? Is, I, yeah, is, it, is, it, is it a chocolate-based question, James? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not. It hasn't got. It's, I think it's mm. got coconut oil in it, and maybe yeah. a little coconut milk. Sorry to disappoint oh, so it's, you. It's coconut rather than. It's coco, coconut C-O-C-O-A. rather than. Yes, there's no A. It's just coco c o c o. Yeah. You look very That's disappointed. It. Yeah, in you that, really. Je- you I've never really seen you look so dejected. heartbroken. Really well, I'm just thinking dejected. about how much you know. Just like the the curse of the sweet toothed fella, such as myself, is that uh, we often get lured in by people saying coconut. <laughs> and, Cocoa, and it's not. Actually we, haven't got, cocoa. we haven't got to the end of the word yet. Then what were you? What were you imagining, James? Were you imagining bread. like a naan bread with uh, with cocoa pops in the middle? Uh, well, the word snap, crackle, and pop was used at one point. It was oh. to describe poppadoms, but uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, uh, it, it, it triggered you. I was thinking maybe it's a bread where like the whole bread is like chocolate bread, or maybe it's a bread where there's pockets of like melted molten chocolate within like the bread. Kind of chocolate bits. Yeah, kind of something yeah. like that. No. Oh, my my mum used to make um, pan au chocolats when we were kids, and it was like her own version of it, where they were just it was so there was so much butter in there, but also <laughs> the, the the more that she made them, the more chocolate went in there as well, till it was like mainly chocolate really rather just, than just pastry. Chocolate with uh, a little bit of wheat or sort of uh, floating around. I don't. I'm not a massive chocolate individual. Oh no. No, I'm not really that into it. I'm not that into it. I'm not. James into it. always right. worries when when people start talking about uh, them not enjoying sweet things because he yeah. loves sweet things so much and hates yeah. anyone who doesn't enjoy sweet. I things. can feel the antagonism beginning just yeah. as I said it. It's just the energy on the in the whole call change slightly. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I do like chocolate if it's been in the fridge for a start. I okay. completely agree with you. All chocolate must be kept in the fridge. You know, anyways, Kit Kat, Bounty, Snickers, whatever you are, get it in the fridge. Don't give me warm chocolate because we will yeah. fall out do you know what I mean do, <laughs> yeah. you want, do you want some of this what your soggy Kit Kat no thank <laughs> you why, why, why would I want your sweaty Kit Kat no get it in the fridge get it in the fridge act like a normal proper person for God's sake sure ever the freezer yeah sure we had some green and black almond chocolate that had been in the freezer the other day my daughter and I enjoyed a, a couple of uh, squares each. I'm always in absolute awe of people who can do that, who can have a couple of squares and then wrap the packet up and put it back can in I, the fridge or whatever. Can I say it's I would the, go through o- the whole bar. It's the yeah. only thing I'm like that about. I have no <laughs> restraint in, in any other area of my life at all whatsoever, ever. 
by anything. I, I imagine I, it's quite easy for your daughter just to have a couple of squares because every time she asks you for a square, you make her... <laughs> Say, can I have some chocolate, mummy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just the two squares. <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> my uh, my mum reminded me of something the other day that um, when I was younger and I was living with her, obviously... Uh, we were both like we both really like our food and stuff, but we decided we should sort of start trying to eat less sweet things. Uh, but she bought these mini lemon and white chocolate muffins from the supermarket. No. That I like I so, like a mini thing. Yeah, they were so delicious. But we'd go through like a package. Yeah. Uh, so to stop us eating them, she came up with a great idea of putting them in the freezer because then when you want one, you just get one out, you defrost it, and then you eat it, and then you can't keep eating the whole packet because they're in the freezer. And then one night we discovered they taste even better. Fresh. Really good frozen. I was going to say, that sounds excellent, by the way. So we were just sit in front of the TV, gnawing <laughs> rock-solid frozen muffins. It's like a sort of ice cream muffin. Thing. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. It's so nice. Like a lolly and a cake all at once. Hello, Ed's mum. And I would Genius. say... I would say, can we get the muffins from the freezer, mummy? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? What's for dinner, Mummy, was not creepy until I started talking to you two. Yeah. It was really I know we've fun. ruined it, Andy. You ruined what's for dinner, Mummy, for me. You turned it into some, like, horrible, creepy game. Oh, we, we did tend to do that for most of our guests. Yeah. Ruin something nice in their life and then send them on their way. Thank you so much. I'm so glad I joined you. I love the fact, Ed, in that story, that there was just a, clearly a point where you got a muffin out to defrost it and you couldn't wait. Couldn't wait <laughs> Yeah. And you might at first and not knowing what it would taste like, yeah. thinking it would taste worse, but you did it anyway because you were so keen to eat it. Yeah, I mean, that sums me up. See, <laughs> I'm so impatient with food and I get so hungry. It's a wonder I hadn't tried that with chicken. Yeah. Oh, God. Straight into a raw chicken breast. Uh, I hate chicken breast. <laughs> oh, yeah? Chicken breast is work of the devil. It's just gross, isn't it? It's dry, it's rubbish. It's not, and you're both looking at me like we eat chicken breast all the time. No, no I mean, no. I do, I do, but only if I'm like... I want like a light lunch or something. It's, there's no joy. Chicken in it thighs, chicken thighs, chicken thighs. thighs if you're going to eat, go. it should be fun. Thighs are the way to go. You can take the bone out, get it on a griddle, mm. take you a few yeah. minutes. It's cooked. It's delicious. I just think chicken breasts are like they're too. There's too much of it for a start. Why is it so big? Yeah, they're like giant things, and they're all like cardboardy. I mean, even when I have them fancy, it's still not my favourite thing. I have it fancy, and I think that's very well cooked, and that's delicious. And I'll, you know, hand down my adjudication, so to speak. Uh, but I'm in my head. I'm thinking, wish it was a thigh. <laughs> Where would you put wings in this league table you've got? Oh, oh good. quite Let's high up. up the quite high up. Table. Quite high up. A wing is great because it's mainly fat. <laughs> So it goes crispy, <laughs> and that's the thing. It's the fat to meat ratio, you see, because fat is the is where the is where the flavour is carried. So the less fat there is, the more chance there is for flavour. So a wing, there's so much flavour potential all the time. Mm -hmm. I make orange and ginger uh, sticky ch uh, chicken wings that are really great. So I've got a little spice mm. rub cook them in, you know, get them in the oven. Cook them quite slowly. People cook wings too fast, so they should they should not be sinewy. They should be falling off the bone, in my humble opinion. Well, not very humble at all, in my, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, cook them slowly, let them be falling off the bone, and then at the end I make an orange and ginger spice syrup, and then you pour that over and then whack it back in the oven and they go all sticky oh, and yeah. gingery and really quite uh, delicious. So, yeah, wings are high, high up. So... The more fat, the more flavour. The better. Oh, yeah. 
we were going to have it ta- tattooed on our bums. Fat is where the flavour <laughs> is. Fat is where My the flavour is. My favourite bit of the chicken is, yeah. the, is uh, coincidentally, the arse. <laughs> yes. Yes, I. That's my mum's favourite. It's always a fight bit. for the arse in our house. How would you offer the chicken's arse to your to your mother? Would you say? Well, you you have to be quick to <laughs> offer it to her because she's pretty. She's pretty. She's pretty. She's pretty hot off the blocks with the chicken arse. <laughs> What's for starter, mummy? What? Oh God! Starter is going to be my favourite way to have an oyster. So a raw oyster with uh, the shallot vinegar, the, you know, normal shallot vinegar, uh, a little bit of Tabasco, and then a bit of champagne poured into it. Oh! And and then you have it like a shot, a shot of that. And I swear to you, it's one of the best. It makes you tingle. It makes your toes tingle. It's such a delicious, fabulous, invigorating, fantastic mouthful of joy. I'd never heard of that before. It's the most decadent-sounding thing ever. It's yeah. absolutely brilliant. The first time I ever had it was the first time I ever had an oyster, and I thought all oysters tasted like that until I had one without it, and I was like, that's revolting. <laughs> I, was in, uh, I was in Paris. I was, it's when I was in a band. I started out when I was young. I was in a, I was in a group. I was a singer. And um, we... Oh, hello, Sam Richards. Don't message me now. I'm talking. <laughs> um, and I was... Uh, I was in this... The record, you know, the record company always take you out for dinner after the gig or whatever. We went to this uh, restaurant in Paris called La Coupole. It's this very famous, beautiful, fancy restaurant in the middle of Paris. And they had these waiters flying around with these giant trays with that just looked amazing, like with the under with a big cloche. And I was like, oh my God, like, what would you like, Andy? I was like, whatever that is, I want that. And they went, it's oysters. I was like, oh shit, because I'd never had an oyster because I was 17 and just, from, just down from Suffolk, like. Um, and I thought, no, I'm going to do it. And one of the guys from the record company did that to the oyster, put the Tabasco, champagne and the shallot vinegar and gave it to me. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm never eating anything else ever again as long as I live. Is this a natural thing that people do or is it just that one guy from the record company? Do you know what? I don't know, but I do it all the time. Have you ever seen anyone else do it? Uh, no. (laughs) Not what I've seen them do it with Tabasco (laughs) or with the shallot, but not all three at the same time. Honestly, all three at the same time. It's a game changer, people. It's a game changer. And I would you promise both would both of you promise me to do it? Do it. Please do it. There's no way I'm not doing that. As soon as you said as soon as you said it, I thought to myself, I'm doing that. Yeah. There's no way I wasn't gonna do that. (laughs) I've just ordered I've just ordered all the ingredients online (laughs) while we were talking. Yeah, yeah. I mean I'm definitely curious, as as I saw that Ed was, as to the origins of it, because, like, if it is just that guy, I want to know more about that guy. That guy! Because it's, it's this radio exec guy, who I also, because of, of how decadent he is, I'm imagining him putting this all this together, but also, like, holding a gun or something in his hand. Yeah. Or, like, just, like, being... He's got, like, a pet tiger who's with him. <laughs> Or something like that, this, this guy. He was, I'm he was very uh, French. Uh, j- jacuzzi in a Rolls Royce. The yeah. Jacuzzi in a Rolls Royce. Yeah. Wow, that just all sounds so tacky and awful. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he wasn't awful. He was just French. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Twitter account that uh, tweets quotes from this podcast out of context. Oh, great. And I think, uh, he, I think he wasn't awful, he was just French is going to be in there straight away. Oh, yeah. I mean... But the person who runs that account will get round to that quote once they've finished up ch- ch- typing. <laughs> She's always hot <laughs> off the box with a chicken. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, 
what, once that's been sent out into the world, the French one will yeah, be the next pri- in line. Get your priorities straight. It's the heart of the block for the chicken's yeah. ass. What was your band called? Rick, Rick and Panic. I was with me and Nana Cherry were the singers, and my brother was the bass player, and we had the best time ever. I mean, you know, we were teenagers. There's nothing like touring all over the world with your mates, getting drunk, singing songs. You're on the young ones as well, weren't you? I am on the young ones. I'm so young on the young ones that I look like a hamster. <laughs> my, my, my cheese. I, look, I saw it the other day. I'm literally 17 years old. I'm like, oh! Little, little, little squeaky hamster girl jumping around. I was like, oh, my God, bless her heart. That oyster and champagne is the kind of thing that, you know, I can't, I can't really decide which character of the young ones might eat that just casually, but, like, I can imagine one of the young ones just eating that. It's the, the, you know, you know, you know no what he said? The weird one that nobody can ever remember the name, the kind of yeah. American guy with the black hair. Yeah. Mike. Mike. Yeah. He would have it, wouldn't he? The others would be too scared. It's the yeah, sort of yeah. thing Rick would say. Uh, the uh, every, <laughs> something about the, snot. The, the, the people are eating. He'd be like, "They're down there eating your oysters and champagne." Yeah, that's what he'd say. Yeah. What's the main course, Mummy? <laughs> right. Um, I think we're going to go with I'm. Just before uh, Christmas, I went to um, Morocco with uh, Fred Syriex, who is, you know, Fred from First Dates, lovely French Fred. Um, He does a show called Remarkable Places to Eat, and different chefs and cooks take him to their favourite places to eat, and I took him to Marrakesh. And we went to a restaurant called Al Fasia, which is in the middle of... There's two of them, actually, in the middle of Marrakesh. And um, we went. We actually got to go into the kitchen, which, to me, was absolute heaven. It's run by uh, Moroccan women, which is quite unusual because a lot... You know, uh, women don't really have their own businesses as such in Morocco very often. But these two sisters, their dad uh, set them up. They, he, they grew up in hotels. He set them up. This is a very long story to tell you about my main course. But anyway, he set them up in their own restaurant. They've had it for about 35 years. It's one of the most popular restaurants in Morocco and they make a lamb a slow cooked lamb dish it takes 24 hours to make and it is one of the most incredible things I've ever eaten in my life and it's one of those things you tell people about they go yeah yeah how great could it possibly be and then they eat it and then the tears come to their eyes because it's so delicious and the ladies in the kitchen showed me how to make it so they poach it in sort of saffron and turmeric and ginger and onions and garlic and all sorts of other delicious spices for about eight, nine hours until it's really, really tender. Then they take it out and they lay all these lamb shoulders on a big tray. And then the magical bit is they, well, the other magical bit is then they bathe it in a mixture of melted butter and olive oil. And then they put it in the oven and the outside goes really, really, really crispy. And the and inside is this succulent, mouth-watering, delicious... Um, just heavenly, heavenly thing, honestly. Uh, you can cut it with a spoon. It's just incredible. So oh. I think we'll be having that. Gentleman. Oh, yeah. And I, and now you've said that, I don't know why anyone's ever picked anything different to that. Mm. <laughs> it's the best, honestly. It's absolutely... And they've got... Paprika. I went to the Spice Market with her as well, which was a, a revelation. And I've been to the Spice Market before, but in, in Morocco, but I've been on my own. I'd never been with a Moroccan person. And she took me deep into the Spice Market. And, you know, here, when you have a restaurant, you order your spices, and when they run out, you order the next lot. There, they go and get their spices ground fresh every morning. 
So they go to the market in the morning and they pick what they need for the day and then he grinds them through this machine and gives you bags of stuff. And uh, when I told her that people have, but you know, tubs of cardamom or turmeric that have been there or cumin in the back of their cupboard for like a couple of years she was like oh my god like, what, is, <laughs> what is the matter with you disgusting people I was like I'm really I'd like to apologize on behalf of all of England I'm really really sorry Andy I know you're worried that you that was quite a long story but that will yes. never be the longest story uh, about a slow cooked lamb we've had on this podcast <laughs> yeah uh, don't worry there was a previous episode with Joe Thomas where he told a 25-minute story about how they tried to bury a lamb and cook it and it didn't work. So I don't uh, want to worry about that. Yeah. Uh, I've done that with a whole salmon um, before did, and it did work. It was lovely. But that's another story. You buried it? Yeah. yeah, she wrapped it in cling film and newspaper in Sweden, stuffed it with loads of dill. In fact, Nana's mother stuffed it with loads of dill and spring onions and gorgeous and juniper, wrapped it in cling film, wrapped it in newspaper, wrapped it again, buried it in the garden. We went back mm. the next day and it was absolutely amazing. Had that lady who, who who buried the salmon seen the TV show Willie's Perfect Chocolate Christmas? No, I don't. Why does he do that? Does Willie do that on that? I yeah. I know him. You, you know, know Willie? Will- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Andy, this is this is huge for the podcast. <laughs> this is absolutely. This is absolutely really? I'm so glad I brought up the Joe Thomas I, episode. And- and you know what? Just now, when I said, uh, Sam Richards, don't text me now because I'm busy, she's the woman who made Willie's, cho- Willie's perfect chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> she's the producer of that programme. What? This is, yeah, this is perfect. Because <laughs> there was me in my head going, I'm going to ask if someone saw Willie's perfect chocolate Christmas. That's really going to throw Andy. And you were like, oh, no, she didn't see that. But I, but the producer just uh, messaged me and I know Willie. And I know Willie. His, his chocolate, that's some really good chocolate he makes. Right. Did he bury something in that? I don't remember that. Did he? But what did he, he bury? He buried a lamb, apparently. Oh, Apparently did he? According to Joe Thomas, he buried a lamb in Willie's perfect chocolate Christmas. I will, will, see. Will you only hang out with Willie if he's been in the fridge? <laughs> No, because I'm not liable to try to snap him and eat a bit off. <laughs> so many questions right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> what is Willie like and how did you meet him? <laughs> I met, I, do you know what? I actually, the first time I tried to meet him, I tried to meet him in Thailand because somebody said, I was going to Thailand on my own. They said, my mate Will's there. You have to go and say hi to him. And I got there and he'd already left. Right. And I was like, oh, that's a shame. So I missed him. And then when I came back to England, Sam, about two years later, was making a... This TV show, Willie's... What's the whole series? What was it called? There was a whole series. Well, I can't remember Willie's yeah. something. And um, and said, oh, you must come and meet Will because you guys are going to get on like a house on fire. Was I in one? I might. I can't remember whether we were in it or whether I just met right. him down there. But so I met him down at his farm place with all his millions of children and his lovely wife. And then occasionally I would see him in the Portobello Road. Right. Before the Portobello Road got really crap and boring. <laughs> And what, what kind of a guy is he? What, what's his vibe? He's lovely, quite posh, very nice. He's good, he's funny, he's really into what he does. He's really like, you know, he's one of... Because to do that, obviously, to suddenly start doing a sort of making a Peruvian chocolate business, you've got to be fairly obsessive. Uh, so mm-hmm. he's fairly obsessive about it, um, because he has to be. But he makes a really brilliant thing. And, and um, I love it when people are like that, when they just, one thing is their life. And that's what they're, you know, sort of their main focus is his children and the chocolate, I think. Mm-hmm. That's going to solve so many, so many <laughs> mysteries and questions on the podcast. You should get him on. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, we should. 
Do you want oh, me to we're absolutely to hook getting Billy's contact details off of you, you <laughs> after this episode, and we're going to try and get him on. <laughs> you should get him on. We need totally to have Willie on. on. What do you totally think Willie would think uh, if we told him that once upon a time, uh, <laughs> one of the cast members from the Inbetweeners uh, <laughs> uh, and his friend's dad, who he had befriended at that point, copied everything that Willie did and buried a lamb and took a, like a whole a whole weekend over it. Uh, only for it to to not work. How do you think Woody would feel? I think he would feel sad for them. I feel sad for them because that's a lot of effort, isn't it? That's a lot. Yeah. Yes. That's a lot of effort, and there's nothing like I may I you know there's nothing worse than a kitchen um, disappointment, and and I'm sure that you know a dugout hole with a whole lamb in it is even worse than you know your duck going a bit wrong. Yeah, well, that's... yeah, it's even. I think it's even worse than a kitchen disaster because they dug yeah. up the garden, soft touches garden. <laughs> Yeah, they dug up Soft Touch's garden. Who is Soft Touch? Yeah, Soft Touch is one of the local mums. Who was she? Why she calls... Because she let them use their garden. Oh, she let you do anything you like. So yeah. should they call their Soft Touch? That's really mean. That's really mean. <laughs> they could have just called their kind ladies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Soft Touch. It's like, oh god, what a wally she is, being nice to everybody. Yeah. Letting them do yeah. stuff. Oh, that better, does sound you? very sad. She also might have just thought that she'd get some nice lamb at the end of it. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally would be really upset if someone had buried a whole lamb in my garden and then it didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't really get over the fact that you know Willie. You know Willie. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and that during the episode, the producer of Willie's Perfect Chocolate Christmas sent you a message. Sent you a message. Just asking me, asking me when my pop-up is going to be. I was like, I'll tell you later, babe. Do you know when the pop-up's going to be? I, Yes, it's in, uh, when is it? It's on the uh, 20th of August. Me and Fred, who I'm just telling, are oh. doing a pop-up together. Oh, amazing. Wow. Yeah, we're doing, because uh, I've got a thing called Wadadley Kitchen, which is Caribbean barbecue, which I love doing. I'm just really into it. And Fred came down and he loved it. So he said, let's do it. Let's put them together. So we're doing Andy's Wadadley Kitchen meets Fred's Series X. It's called One Love. And Fred, he sent me his number. And he sent me his number. And it came up on my phone as Fred Dread. Right? He's really into Jamaica, Fred. I'm not Jamaican. I have to keep telling him this. I'm like, you do know there's more than one. You do know there's more than one island, right, Fred? <laughs> and he goes, he goes, no, no, there's one. Jamaica, me love it, me love it. Like, that's how he talks to me all the time. What? That's how he talks to me all the time. I mean, they must, edit, they must edit those bits out of first dates. Uh, well, yes. He, I don't think he speaks to everybody like that. He speaks to me like that. And then he also dances, which is terrible. I've told him. I've told him on television that he mustn't dance. Yeah. It's just awful. He's lovely, well, but he's a terrible dancer. Is it too late to change the name of the pop-up to Me Love It? Me Love It? <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think it's the, it's the tagline. It's yeah, one love. Like one love me. Love, love it. Oh, yeah, Fred, and there's a picture Fred of Fred like saying it, so yeah. everyone's very confused. <laughs> it's yeah, very funny. Fred Dread. Also, I have to ask: you're, you're doing a pop-up with a French gentleman. Mm-hmm. Are the oysters going to be on the menu? Ooh, with the yeah. no, no, not really. No, because it's just too much. That's what you call a long thing. Do you know what I mean? It's not really the the mood of the uh, of the event. Sure. We're more of kind of casual dining area. It's kind of Caribbean barbecue. There's some saucisson on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. With Lovely. fig and a little, we've made a little gherkin roast. This and, and and dad's Fred's chips. Now this is really making me laugh. He keeps going on about his dad's chips, and he's just really loves his dad. His dad is a glorious man, and he keeps he's 
going, they're so special. And I'm like, why are they so special, Fred? And he goes, when he takes the potato, he peels them, he cuts them, and then he fries them. I'm like, <laughs> so, I'm like so chips then, yeah? <laughs> so chips. And he's like, but they're amazing because they're a bit bendy and they're not too crispy. I'm like, yeah, chips, Fred. They're, they're just chips, babe, honestly. He's one of the loveliest people in the world. He just makes me laugh so much. Oh, I, 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 now, I now feel like... We have to get you back on, but we've like this whole ensemble of uh, yeah. <laughs> Fred and Willie. Come on with you, Willie and Fred, <laughs> your daughter, your mother, everybody <laughs> with the, with the chicken ass, obviously. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure, yeah. I'm not sure <laughs> um, your daughter would want to come on this podcast because I did House of Games, uh, the Richard Osman show with Makita. Oh, did you? And she was very enthusiastic at the beginning of the day. She was so excited and she obviously watched the show and she couldn't wait and you could see she was being a bit competitive. And then a bit. Uh, yeah, just a in touch. no uncertain terms, in the first episode, <laughs> I absolutely thrashed everyone and she completely <laughs> lost her head. Did she, Ed destroyed did she your daughter. To you? Did, you, did she I stop speaking to you? She really lost I think she lost a bit of enthusiasm for it after that uh, yeah, because yeah, I, re- yeah, she I got doesn't... into her head and I absolutely <laughs> I annihilated her. Oh my god, that's the worst thing ever. She hates losing <laughs> anything. I was on that house of games as well and I was really rubbish at it. Comedians are really good at it. What is that? I think it's rigged. It's because it? the the puzzles are just the way that comedians think anyway. So it's unfair. Yeah. yeah. So all the puzzles are geared towards the way comedians' minds work, because we're always thinking about jokes and, like, wordplay yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's all based around that. It's not actual, you know, general knowledge or things. Like, like when I did it, there was a round where we had to just name where things were on the, in the UK. Oh, I, God. I, I was so bad at it. Yeah, I was bad at that one too. <laughs> I was awful at stuff that required actual knowledge. And then when it was just, like, smash two words together, I was oh. running rings around a lot of them. The, o- the only one I got of that was Keisha Lorraine Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today's episode of Off Menu is sponsored by Aura. James, are you ready to win Mother's Day? I am, Ed. I want to cement my reputation as the best gift giver in the family. I want to give my mom an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. May I say, James, I absolutely love the class and elegance with which you use the word mom, because this is for US listeners. All of your moms deserve a good Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. Yeah, I think your mum's going to love looking back on your childhood memories, seeing what you're up to today, seeing what you were up to back in the day, and even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating mum's frame with new photos so it's the gift that keeps on giving, James. Ed, answer me this. Who is the best gift giver in your life? Hmm, um, I'd probably say uh, my wife is a very good gift giver. Not that <gasps> my mom is not a fantastic gift giver, but yes. my wife's very good at little surprise things. She says, I've only got you a few things, and then there'll be little little surprises, things that we've seen throughout the rest of the year. I'll say to my wife, I like that, and then I forget about it, and then on the day, 
there's some lovely little gifts there for me that remind us of the year that we've just spent together. Oh, if you like being reminded of stuff, may I suggest photographs? That's a very good point, James. I think we should get ourselves an Aura digital picture frame and put some of our wedding photos on them. Right now, Ed, Aura has a great deal for Mom's Day, Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code OFFMENU at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. What is for your side dish, Mummy? Right. Now, I'm put, for my side dish, I'm putting one of my dishes on. Great. Because it's my favourite side dish at the moment, right? So it's barbecued. I love sweet corn in all its forms. I like it pureed. I like sweet corn pudding. Sweet corn pudding is a close second, actually, which is like a Southern American kind of sweet corn custard thing that they mm. make with soul food that's really delicious. So that's definitely a close second. But I think we're going to have uh, my Wadadli corn. So it's you, 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 you poach it in uh, stock with lots of lovely herbs. And then we put it on the barbecue and really char it. And then we make a mix of coconut milk, uh, butter, uh, lime and chilli and sort of reduce that down. You pour that over the corn and then you put toasted coconut and shallots and a little salt on the top and it's just absolutely fucking gorgeous. (laughs) It's like yummy, it's got a really good texture Mm. and then it's a little bit sort of buttery and silky at the same time and that with that lovely falling apart spoonable lamb I think is a really fantastic situation. Do you not agree? Yes, 100%. I absolutely agree. I also think yeah. that I'd, I'd like to open a restaurant called Spoonable Lamb. Yeah. <laughs> spoonable Lamb. Spoonable Lamb. Where are you going? Down the Spoonable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when did you start cooking this side dish and how has uh, it evolved over the years? I actually... I only invented it last year. I invented. I've been barbecuing corn for years, obviously, but I. Uh, I was like, we need to. We need to up this corn's game a little bit, and I just started thinking about what we could pour over it, and I just got. I just had a moment of uh, blinding inspiration, and it just worked. I think the shallots were added halfway through because we had toasted coconut on, and I thought. It was slightly granular, and then when you add those, I love those crispy. You know, you get you can actually just buy tubs of crispy shallots and crispy garlic. Yeah, yeah I love it. Yeah, I love it. And you can't make them like that. Taste like that at home, no matter what you do, you can't make them taste like that in a restaurant. They're obviously injected with some sort of wizardry, and so I just happened to have some of those, and I sprinkled them on as well. And you know, Robert's your mother's brother. It was perfect. <laughs> I bought, just bought a big bag of like deep fried onions, basically. Yeah, I've got man. a huge sack of them. So good. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Where else? You can't, you can't do that yourself. And I'll be honest, the other night, I just I got the bag out of the cupboard and just poured some into my mouth. Do you know where they're yeah. also good? In a cheese toasty? Put them oh, in a toasty. Yeah. I bet. I'd, I'll try putting it. them in the freezer, but I'll probably enjoy that more. <laughs> yeah. What's for your drink, mummy? Well, we are... <laughs> Funny every time. Well, I mean, mummy, it's, <laughs> it's creepy every time. Oh, yeah, no, it certainly, it certainly gets creepier every time as well. Because, every yeah. time, because he's getting more into it the yeah. more he says it, isn't he? It? I'm like... getting more used to it. That time, I didn't even think about it. <laughs> Just said it. Right, so we're on Pigeon Point. We're in Antigua. Antigua, in my opinion, makes the best rum in the world. 
it's an amber coloured rum. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and you know, Caribbean people are very particular about the kind of rum that we like. You know, I, I say we, obviously, I'm from Suffolk, but you, you, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying. Tell that to Fred. <laughs> I do keep trying to explain to him that I'm not actually a dread as well. You know? <laughs> it's like, I'm like, you're more of a dread than I am, Fred, all right? So there are two types of Antiguan rum. One is called Cavalier and the other one is called English Harbour. So either Cavalier or English Harbour, they're both, they're amber, they're very honeyed, slightly apricotty kind of delicious rums. Um, so I would have either of those with a very a nice slice of lime, not too big a slice of lime. I only like one ice cube in my drinks. Right. I actually ask, because otherwise it's too much and then it melts and the drink goes all watery. Do you yep. understand? Completely it's just agree. Crap. Absolutely. Like, also, don't try and trick me by putting 43 ice cubes yep. and then a, a half an inch of rum. I'm not stupid. So rum, uh, a slice of lime, two, one, perhaps two ice cubes, and ginger ale. Not beer, ginger ale. It's yes. my favourite beverage, alcoholic beverage, actually. One, well, I say, I say my favourite. One of my favourite alcoholic beverages. James, do you do you like rum? Because I'm assuming that you like rum because it's it's the closest you can get to like a spirit and a pudding in one. Drink. <laughs> sure, I like good rum. I yeah. um It's one of the drinks where one night I got way too drunk. I, I one night. I invented a drink on New Year's Eve. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, well, I say I invented a drink on New Year's Eve. <laughs> I put loads of rum and Dr Pepper together. Oh, <laughs> that sounds like it might be quite nice. So spiced rum and Dr Pepper. I called them spicy peppers. Uh, <laughs> it, it was all I was drinking all night and I've never been so sick. And it, and it was like... It, <laughs> And it was very, very embarrassing because it was my first New Year's Eve with uh, my girlfriend at the time and... I drank all the spicy spicy peppers at my friend's house and then we went to her friend's house oh, to no. actually see in the new year. Which is where you were sick. And that's where, yeah, that's where <laughs> I suddenly went from feeling completely fine to feeling the worst I've ever felt. Uh, sick in the toilet, sick on his doorstep on the way out. Oh, God. As well. So, like, don't... Oh, mate. So, so bam, was bam. It a, was it a new relationship? Uh, no, actually, not that new. It was like halfway through a one-year relationship. Right. <laughs> so that was the beginning of the end. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. The, it, was, we'll start... it was your first and last New Year's together, right? <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah, yeah. I'm only New Year's together, thank you very much. Now, is, is Dr Pepper's root beer? Um, no, but it's... It's a bit like root beer, isn't it? Do you know what else you can do with it? Can I tell you something you can do with it that's yes. really, really good? Is you can braise onions in root beer or Dr Pepper and it's absolutely and butter so if you if you slice them really 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 thinly and sweat them off caramelize them really really gently with loads and loads of butter and then add root beer gradually and then in the end you get the most incredible onions in the world whack them on a, a whack them on Ooh. some lamb chops boys and yes. also that's that's a probably a safer option on new years if you just yes. take a bottle of yes. uh, onions around with you Sure, but then I'd have to commit myself to walking around eating onions at, at every party. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, it's not, not a foolproof um, suggestion. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm Especially just saying when maybe. it gets to the uh, New Year's kiss. Yeah, you might be a bit gross. You might be a bit gross. Yeah, oniony boy. But he's don't worry. He's dressed him in Dr Pepper. He's a proper yeah. apple. <laughs> yeah, he's walking yeah. around calling. He's walking around calling himself Dr Onion. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Honestly, do onion. do do that to your onions, and you'll be really happy that you did. 
No, I, I will do that. I'm going to try. There's a lot of things I'm going to try off the back of this episode. I'm doing that yeah, corn yeah. on the barbecue next week. I've decided. Do the corn on the barbecue. Oh, this guy loves barbecues. Oh, love do it. Do you? Yeah. Oh, you've got to come down to my barbecue then. Happily. I've got, I've got, look, I've got five barbecues. Because they gave what? me loads. They gave me loads of barbecues. This uh, Weber barbecues yeah. gave me loads of barbecues because they're oh, lovely the dream, and because it? they wanted me to use them at their thing. It's fabulous. Uh, they're like really fancy. Honestly, I've never been this fancy in my life. It's really, lovely. it's like a whole new phase of living. I'm 57 and I'm, uh, I'm really impressed with myself at this, t- at this point. It's the first time I've ever been really impressed with myself because I've got five barbecues. <laughs> Like, well, wow. I mean, I, that's impressive. It is, isn't it? It's, it's objectively impressive. It if you is. are going to invite Ed round, though, don't do you... it when Makita's over because yeah, no, will... won't, yeah, that won't she go hates well. him. She'll stab him with a barbecue fork, won't she? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She'll be pressing his face into the grill while you shout Keisha and Kelly at the top of your voice. <laughs> Keisha and Kelly, you bastard! <laughs> you com- you comedy bastard. Take that. <laughs> you comedy bastard. Take that, you comedy bastard. Have an unfair advantage on House of Games. <laughs> Annihilate my daughter. I'll see. I'll show you. <laughs> Can't believe you fell for this trick. Oh, no one's got five barbecues, you fucking idiot. He <laughs> gave mad. He actually believed we had five of them. <laughs> I bought uh, I bought a barbecue at the beginning of lockdown and bought a big ceramic barbecue called a Camado Joe, uh, and we've been barbecuing a lot. I'd say uh, peak was like four or five times a week, uh, nice. and I thought I'm so cool. I'm barbecuing all the time. How great! And then my fiance <laughs> took a picture of me standing at the barbecue drinking a beer while I was cooking meat, and it's the saddest, oh. most loneliest picture I've ever seen. It's you just, suddenly you realise you've become that guy. Yeah, it just oh, represents yeah. sort of sad modern man. Imagine, man. Just staring what you... into a fire <laughs> with a sausage. Yeah. <laughs> what do you barbecue? Ed? Talk to me about all, your barbecue. all sorts know. of things. It's quite a good barbecue because you can set it up for like indirect cooking as well. Um, oh. So I did some. I smoked some lamb ribs on there. I think that was my nice. uh, I think that was the, Go the biggest Ed. triumph. And ne- next week I'm going to do. I'm going to smoke a beef feather blade. For like oh, are seven you? or eight hours. Yeah. You're really, you're fancy. You're quite fancy yourself there, matey. Well, in my head, I'm fancy and then I'll mess it up. I'm also on Monday. I've, this shows you how busy I am, Andy. I've, I've, <laughs> uh, I've set aside Monday to make pickles. <laughs> that's the kind of shit I do. I love you're, <laughs> so that's you're my, my new best friend. You're my new best friend. <laughs> Can I call you up and talk to you about weird shit? Like Absolutely. Like, like, Absol- anytime you want. I don't have a lot no- on. Nobody in my family will talk to me about these things anymore. They're just like, Andy, shut up. Nobody cares. I'm like, look what I've done to the cherries. They're like, we don't care. I pickled pickled cherries last night. Nobody would talk to me about it. Oh, (laughs) nice. As we come to the end of the episode. Yeah. What's for pudding, mummy? That's the creepiest one. (laughs) Normally I say dessert, but I thought it'd be creepier to say pudding. You're right, it is. (laughs) Now, this dessert doesn't really make sense with the rest of the meal or where we are, but I'm going to say it because it's my favourite. Uh, suet puddings, mm-hmm. to me, are the work of the gods. It's it's uh, it's ambrosia from God. You know, it's the, mm-hmm. one of the best things in the world. So I'm going to say uh, spotted dick and custard because yeah, wow. I, 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 you know, uh, you never get it anymore. When do you ever get spotted dick anymore? Nobody makes spotted dick. Yeah. I'm going to make, I made one in lockdown, actually, 
because I was just lying around bored one day, obviously when I wasn't making what's for dinner, mummy. And uh, and and so I made Spotty Dick, and I and I and I brought it back. I'm bringing back Spotty Dick and custard. Spotty Dick and custard. The best thing at school was school. Everybody always goes, "Eh, school puddings." I'm like, I love school puddings. <laughs> There's the best day part of my day at school was school pudding. Spotty Dick or jam roly poly, of course. And also, yeah. I don't even mind if the uh, custard is tinned. I like tinned custard. I think tinned custard's perfect consistency. All that fancy stuff's a bit thin, isn't it? Yeah, I know what you mean. I want proper custard. And Mm. and do you remember that you used to be able to get those lovely tins of um, pudding, spotted dick or jam, not not jam ready pudding, treacle pudding, those Heinz. They seem to, they don't sell them anymore because I like them when I'm hungover and I have been hunting for them at the odd hungover day. And they seem to, it's all gone fancy. It's all in the, I don't want it out of the chilled display counter. I want it in a tin Next to the Frey Bentos, thank you very much, <laughs> where a pudding's meant to reside. And uh, I think I just wanted, if Heinz, if you're listening, stop mucking around and get them back get out back there. In stop sh- I also used to love uh, school dinner puddings. Um, yeah. Uh, and James knows that I used to eat a lot of school dinners, even though I also used to take a packed lunch. I used to eat that in morning break and then have <laughs> school lunch for lunch. Yeah. Oh, God. What we also used to do at the end of school lunch is uh, <laughs> there was at the end of the salad bit at the school lunch, there was a big bowl of Derrily triangles that you could, if you nice. wanted a cold lunch, you'd get the salad and Derrily triangles. We, when the dinner ladies weren't looking, we used to get as many Derrily triangles as we could and put them in our pockets <laughs> and then leave lunch and go and challenge ourselves to see how many we could fit in our mouth oh all at once. Oh, my what a What a greedy child. Gross, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, really gross. You know, it's gross. It's undeniably gross, undeniably gross. When Makita was... uh, I, I, So do you remember the kids at school that that when you went on a school trip that never had enough packed lunch? And that used to always really worry me because I just, just, you know, I'd like to feed people. So whenever Makita went on a school trip, she'd take enough food for three children. She'd like, because I, I would I'd let you literally, I'd make her a lunch and then I'd give her a couple of extras just so that if there were any hungry kids on the coach, she could she could share it out. She'd be like, Mum, why have I got 59 egg mayonnaise sandwiches? I'm like, some of the other kids might need a sandwich. Share it out, share well, it out. Well, that's really nice of you, but if I was your son, I would have eaten that before I got to the bus. <laughs> yeah, that would have been it. Awful, awful child, yeah. awful, greedy child. Kids are weird with food. I, I never forget yeah. this. I lived with someone at university, and he went to school with a boy who, every lunchtime, used to put all baked beans right in his pocket. What? <laughs> what? He used to put baked Why? beans in his pocket before he left, and then just eat the beans for the rest of the day out of his pocket. Oh, oh God. God. The first time I ever heard about Spotted Dick was in the uh, John Goodman film King Ralph. Oh, yeah. What? Where... That was the first time you heard about Spotted Dick? Yeah, so I didn't know about it as a dessert. My how, school how didn't possible? do um, didn't do that. Pro- so proper like, pudding. <laughs> uh, yeah, we didn't, I don't think we even had school dinners at my school. And so like, I just had never heard of it before. And I was watching the movie King Ralph. And he sits there and he says, what's for dessert? And they say Spotted Dick. And then he gets confused because obviously it sounds <laughs> He's American. Sounds rude. rude, yeah. Uh, and but me as a child, I was on the same page as him, so I wasn't like that's a, that, that's a funny joke. I was like, what? <laughs> and it was it was not it was not funny. I was like that sounds horrible. What, what are rich people what? eating? They're yeah. really dominating us all. Rich eating our dicks now. <laughs> 
it's it's yeah. a, it's, well, a, it's yeah. a it's a pudding of kings though. It's a brilliant thing, but a good spotted dip. Mm-hmm. Should be light, but also rich and a bit. You know, with the fruit should be plump. Oh, it's just the best. I'm thing not the world. sure if I was on a beach in the Caribbean, I'd want to eat spotted dip no. and, and then go in for no, a swim. No, I know, I know, I know. It's not uh, geographically correct yeah. as a pudding, but I like it too much to forego it in this particular yeah. scenario. If I actually was on the beach, I probably wouldn't want to eat it, but as it's, it's sort of my mythology and my world that mm-hmm. we're creating, which I like, by the way, uh, then we're having it and that's that. Would you, <laughs> if, you were, if you were at P- Pigeon Point and you yeah. were having spotted a custard, would you whack a, like a pineapple ring on there? No. <laughs> Because that would be gross. I really like pineapple rings and custard. I really love pineapple rings. Really? Do you? I like tinned peaches and uh, and evaporated milk. Some things are good out of a tin. tin t- sweet corn is one of them. Peaches are another. I really want some pineapple and custard now. Well, you can have it. You're a grown-up now. You could go to the shop and you can have it, James. These are the instincts we actually need to stop James indulging in because <laughs> out of anyone I know... The person who's realised that they're an adult and they can buy whatever they want is James. <laughs> James is like, one of just those literally going, I'm an adult now, but he still has the same taste as he did when he was a child, so he just buys it's loads a... of sweets the whole time. It's well. the dream. You know how It's so sad you hear so many kids who that they say, when I'm a grown-up, I'm going to spend all my money on this, and then we all grow up and we don't do it. Not yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, I really wanted a room that was all mattress, all over the floors and all over there was a bed. And then I realised as an adult that I was actually describing a padded cell. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, it'd be really great if the whole room was just a big bed and everything you could bounce off the sides. And then I was like, oh, my God, that's actually just a padded cell. Yeah, and then then, uh, when you go to bed, you get these pyjamas that all tie up around the back. (laughs) You all snug. All snug snug as a bug in a rug. Yeah, James, the menu. <laughs> I'll read your order back to you now and see how you, you feel about it. I think you're going to feel you, pretty sir. good about it. You seem pretty confident. Uh, yeah. You would like still chilled water to start. This all takes place in Pigeon Point, remember? Yes. Uh, you would like poppadoms uh, with the caraway seeds in it, did you say? Yes, I like the caraway seeds in it, yep. And what, what dip did you say? I'm going to make a, we're gonna have a mango chow on the side, which is like a little mango Caribbean pickled thing. Starter, yep. raw oyster with shallot vinegar, Tabasco and champagne, made by a record exec from Paris. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't, he doesn't have to be there at all. Ticket to Pigeon Point. Remember, guy. he's not a bad guy, he's just French. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. Main course, spoonable lamb. <laughs> from Marrakesh. Yep. Side dish. Your own home-cooked barbecue corn with toasted coconut and crispy shallots. Yeah. Drink. Cavalier or English Harbour amber rum with a slice of lime, one or two ice cubes at a push, and some ginger ale. Yeah. Dessert, spotted dick, and tinned custard. I mean, that, you know, that does come out of nowhere at the end. You're absolutely <laughs> I right. I know. I know. I feel like it should be like a coconut panna cotta with a sort of little mango syrup, but I'd be lying. Yeah, do, <laughs> just, you've got to live your so, truth. I'm living yeah. my truth. I'm living my truth. But, yeah, tin custard and, and spotted it. I'm very happy with That's, that menu. That is a very, That's very delicious. good menu, I'd say. It's been say. such a pleasure. So many yeah. revelations throughout this episode. <laughs> we're trying to form our sort of own Marvel universe and uh, <laughs> Willie's been in some post-credit sequences and I'm so glad he's finally <laughs> entering the universe properly. Right, I, can't believe, right. I can't believe this has happened. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Andy. That was You're absolutely so brilliant. Thank You're you, so welcome. You're so welcome. There we have it. 
Andy Oliver, what a what a wonderful episode, what a oh. wonderful menu, uh, and great chat. Thank you, Mummy. A joy. Thank you so much, Mummy. What a great menu, and thank you so much for not mentioning tin salmon. Yes, thank you. I mean, there was no chance she was going to mention tin salmon, oh. although she did talk about some things being better in tins. Tins custard. So I was worried uh-oh. when we were floating around there. I was like, uh-oh, because she yeah. said corn, she said custard, she said puddings. A lot of them are better in yeah. tins. But not salmon. She agrees with us. Not salmon. Not Thank you, Andy salmon. Oliver. Uh, if you want to go to her pop-up, uh, it's starting on the 20th of August. Uh, it's called Andy Oliver's Wadadley Kitchen. Uh, it's at the Crooked Billet in Clapton. Uh, hit up Google uh, for more deets. Me love it. Yeah. And, and Ed is definitely going to be there as well. As I will be point. there. So if you if want you wanna, to Yeah, if, if you want to see, see me in real life, <laughs> I'm going to be there for sure, uh, chatting pickles with Andy. Yeah. Um, so do wave if you see me, but don't come near me. There's a pandemic. And also, I don't like you. Yep. Remember that. Never forget. <laughs> <laughs> um, so remember, merch as well. Get some merch. Offmenupodcast.co.uk. We're very proud of it. It is available to purchase. Uh, also out- on that website. Go on, go on. Also on that website, there's loads of restaurants. Every restaurant that's mentioned on the podcast is listed on the website. You can go on there and there's little handy links if you want to check any of those restaurants out once we're out of this goddamn mess. Nice to finally have uh, a restaurant to add to the Morocco section uh, yes. of the restaurants because that was looking a little bare. For all mm. our Moroccan listeners, uh, you know where to go and get lamb you can eat with a spoon. Ooh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to travel there yeah. whenever, whenever that is possible again. I'm travelling to there. I'm, I'm yeah. going to Marrakesh. I'm getting some spoonable lamb. Oh, yes, please. All I want to do is spoon lamb into my mouth now. Check out the socials as well at Off Menu Official Instagram and Twitter. Also, Ed and I have music podcasts. Lifers yes. with Ed Gamble. Perfect sounds with James Acaster. Uh, leave a five star review for this podcast if you're an Apple podcaster. Uh, and uh, that's about it, really. Give us a like. Don't know what that means. And tweet Willie. And tell him we want yeah. him on this pod. Tweet Willie from Willie's Perfect Chocolate Christmas. Is there anyone called the... Willie? Don't just tweet the word Willie because that it, mm. that will not come across well. No, but anyone who you think might be Willie, doesn't matter if you can't remember the surname, just tweet yeah. them and tell them they should come on the podcast. Well, Willie, Willie Nelson I would love on this podcast. I wouldn't turn down Willie Nelson. Will Smith? Big Willie style, I suppose. Big Willie style. Big Willie's Perfect Chocolate Christmas. Maybe Big Willie Star was about Willie's Perfect Chocolate Christmas. <laughs> and we never knew. Yeah, just the two of us is about Joe Thomas and the dad <laughs> cooking the lamb. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah that's always a whole verse about soft touch in it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. As always, we will see you again next week. Bye. Keep pick up that fork. listeners can we recommend you a new podcast it's been going for three years but it'll be new if you listen to it now uh my name's stevie my name's Tessa, and we host the nobody panic podcast which is all about how to be a functioning adult without consistently screaming and or crying all the time although crying is okay crying is good Mm, listen to our episode on how to cry at work it's all kinds of different how to's from how to be creative to how to concentrate 
to How to Be Good at Small Talk. Thank you, Stevie. We bring our experience, which is sort of minor, and then we get experts in to really give the advice. We release the podcast every Tuesday. Um, it's on Apple Podcasts, Acast, Spotify, basically wherever you get your podcasts. We're there. We're there. We're ready to impart, not our advice necessarily, but the advice of others to help you get through your day and your life. Are we selling it yet? I'd like to say that we're much better in the podcast than we are on this advert. Please do come over and check what we're like on the real thing. Oh yeah, you'll be pleasantly surprised. Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you enjoy, well, um, there's another, there's a uh, another podcast just coming out. Oh no, the podcast is out now. Yeah. If people have enjoyed Off Menu, will they enjoy Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains? I don't, I don't know. There's, well, there's a bit of crossover. We talk about um, maybe, you know, a couple of food uh, issues. We talk about cutlery, and that's near food. We reckon it's out now. Not soon, it's now. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. If you like James and if you love Ed, you might get a kick out of this. But yeah, again, no pressure. But um, yeah, this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brands.